fun fact. Uh, ferns are not native to England. They are actually from Rome, brought over by the Romans to use as bedding because they grew quickly. That's wow. such a shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you say that to a girl as a pickup line, they'll be like, fuck. Uh, usually I'd say it to children walking around, <laughs> taking them for walks over the hills and shit. I made it sound so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I use it to walk children into my bedroom. I mean, that interaction alone is probably good enough. I'm happy, I'm happy to dive straight <laughs> into the. Starter. I'm happy to dive straight in now. Painting me as a pedo, is that good enough Damn, for you? Damn, the, the only reason I did cadets was to play with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll just have that out of context. <laughs> oh hi, didn't see you there. I'm Ryan Byrne, you're listening to the Byrne Friends Podcast. Today I'm joined with Jamie. Hello. And also Dan. The man, the myth, the retard. Uh, you know what? It's still better than the other intro, I think. <laughs> yeah. That one was uh, interesting. It's got magical powers. He can look in two directions. <laughs> got magical powers. <laughs> he sees multiple of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and we're also joined by the thunder, which is coming in. Yeah, this may be picked up. It may it may not be picked up. Hopefully it doesn't. It'll be distracting. That's why we'll just power on through it. We are, we're on a tight schedule today. Yeah, recording all these podcasts in a hotel room. Uh, today, talking about Thailand. Jamie, you went there. I did. Uh, when did you go to Thailand? Um, February I went, just as uh, the coronavirus broke out in China. 2020 then, for, for reference. For reference. Then what brought you to Thailand? Why did you go there? Uh, well, it was not the plan to go to Thailand, Ryan. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was not my intention. You're I making was... it sound like it's just scripted, but like we are just no, telling it's it. Really not. <laughs> it's just how he speaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was working in China, and then when the lockdown came in, it was scary, so I wanted to leave, and uh, my insurance my insurance wasn't covering me anymore. So I was like, the cheapest flight was to Thailand, so I thought that would be cool to travel Thailand. Well, that's where you escaped to, then. That is. Did you, did you get tested from leaving China? Or? I did. Well, you, you're not normally, you didn't need to, but I went to, uh, I was getting the ferry from China to Hong Kong to the airport, and I, there's loads of temperature checks. Like, everyone was te- yeah. checking your temperature over there, unlike here. Wasn't, you said to me, yeah, over there, everyone was wearing those full white hazmat yeah, suits Yeah, they were all in well. hazmat <laughs> suits. So, like, the first few temperature checks was fine. And then I get to show my passport to get onto the ferry. And apparently then I had a fever. And uh, they ooh. all uh, <laughs> lost their shit and took me into the back room with some Chinese oh. doctors that... When an immigrant seems a bit hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit kicks <laughs> off. Shit check, kicks off. Do they check if you've got anything stuffed up your anus? No. <laughs> they... Damn, I love those checks. <laughs> Sometimes like, it's not like I put stuff up there on purpose. Free <laughs> state exam. Uh, oh, oh, what's that screwdriver we're doing up there, Mr. Bear? Oh, Beats me. Uh, it's a handy <laughs> tool to take with you. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Don't to talk about the test because we've spoke about it yeah, before, but you can re- relive that. At if this you want. point, there wasn't exactly any tests around for it properly. And now uh, I thought, crap, they're not going to let me on my flight. I'm not going to be able to leave. This is like my second flight that I tried because the last one was cancelled. And um, they, they were trying to speak to me in Chinese, and my Chinese, I could speak a little mm. bit, but nowhere near enough to understand what they were saying. So my friend was panicking that we were both going to miss our flights because if I did have corona, I was like, there's no way they're going to let us go. 
Uh, so oh, did your friend wait for you then? Like... He, they took him in the room as well. Oh, shit, and, I, and he was like panicking. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, I don't know him. I don't know uh, him. We're just two white people. Uh, like... I thought, no, I thought, I thought your friend was going to be sweet, like wait around for you. But no, it's they, like, they brought him in the room. Once as well. they take him, it's every man for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, his flight was, like, all the way back to his home country, so it was much more expensive than my own. A bit more important, yeah. Yeah. You are just travelling a bit more. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I had my... Because I lived with a Chinese family, uh-huh. and uh, I called the host sister because she could speak really good English to translate like, what they were saying. And then they just took the phone off me, and one of them spoke Chinese with her and then hanged up. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, my God, what's Worked happening? Yeah. And then some kind of translator <laughs> eventually came in and was like, we have to do blood tests. Uh, blood tests. I was like, no, because if they do a blood test, like I'm going to have to wait like a day for the results to come back, and I'm terrified of needles, so I didn't want to do it. Yeah, we spoke about that. Like you said, the test itself wasn't scary. It's the needle. Yeah, yeah, I don't like needles. <laughs> Do you know, I remember. I remember having a conversation because on Facetime, I was like, "Chi, you know, your phobia is not so different to mine. I don't like wasps, and they're like flying needles." <laughs> exactly. Such a fucking dumb conversation. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I love the people. Where's have the lie, though? <laughs> the fear of needles, though. So it's nothing too special. No, um, wasps is a bit special, yeah. but <laughs> it, it is what it is, though. Yeah. It's in enclosed spaces, man. It's like no. I'm not. I'm not seeing yeah, but they're not supposed to sting you. The needle's supposed to go into you. Yeah. It's the difference. It's meant to stay there afterwards. No, that's bees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bees, bees like <laughs> Aren't you, like, Mr. Outdoors? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but black and yellow things are all the same. Uh, it means danger, yeah. It means yeah, danger. Fuck them off. Moving away from uh, Corona. Uh, we'll talk about China another time. We'll do a yeah. whole podcast on China. Exactly. Uh, you went to Thailand because that was like the only option at the time. Yeah, it was the cheapest option on Skyscanner. <laughs> so Skyscanner yeah. was like the picture of uh, the beaches of Thailand. I was like, I want to go there. Uh, if it's easier for you, we can kind of go through chronologically. So exactly. like, where did you go first in Thailand? What did you it get up was to? Uh, to Bangkok. So I flew in like... You actually went to Bangkok? Yeah, I did go to Bangkok. Oh, the, I didn't know that. The capital. I might call this episode Bangkok then, plus <laughs> other places. Yeah, ba- Bangkok's just like a crazy place. It was like, I, I didn't like it too much because coming from China where there wasn't many tourists, it was like going back to Europe. Like it was full of um, like... Europeans and everything, yeah. and the families in the centre. Is it people getting like those like interchanging flights, hanging around? Uh, I, well, I flew to the local, flights. the local airport, like a, a short flight airport. Mm. Like, um, there's the main international airport which goes to, like Europe, but because I was only going from Hong Kong, it was only like an hour flight. So oh, that's, that's pretty airport. chill. Yeah, it was a smaller airport, but like all around um, the centre of the city and everything was full of. Europeans and everything. It kind of felt more at home. Oh, yeah, it felt at home, but I, I don't know. I, I, I was quite confused at what I was doing because I had no plan for the entire trip. Um, but I quickly went to a hostel and I made like some friends straight away. Oh, school. brilliant. Um, you don't get like a right silver tongue, you do. Get on with everyone. Oh. Charismatic, it means. Oh, you I... looked at me as if you didn't know what it meant. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> so, <laughs> just like you, just, just you're good with words, that's all. Uh, oh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand them, but you can no. say, you say the right ones. <laughs> I think as long as you smile, you'll be okay. <laughs> Smiling is contagious. Mm. This, is, this is something that is said. Yes. And um, what did they do? They took me from, like, apparently it's a big thing in Thailand, it's like the the cuisine of backpackers is cheese toasties from Seven Eleven. Mm. So you go and you pay 7-11, like man. you go you pick them out the fridge for like a pound, and then they heat them up for you, and it's like a cheap meal snack that you can get. And yeah, like the big it's like thing. a 
kind of like comfort food, like yeah, nice yeah, and yeah. junky. Yeah, and it's like dirt cheap as well. So it's mm. kind of like the thing that everyone does. I like Stone Eleven. We've been to a couple, didn't we? Well, we went to a couple in Denmark. We've been to we're, one, but like several times. Okay, yeah. We, we, we didn't we do those weird like hot dogs where like they'd hollow out a big yet and put the yeah, sausage in. Yeah, it's like they drilled a hole in the bun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just the, the Danish uh, hot dogs. There. It's yeah. so good though. Yeah, it's like a it's like a bread flashlight <laughs> that they put the sausage into. It's so just cool. to it's paint a picture. Thing, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I like them. They've got a nice quirk about them. They're cool. <laughs> Unusual. Uh, so back to you went to Seven Eleven where you were yeah, Bangkok that, buddies. That's like the thing. They're, they're all around Thailand, so it's like the easiest like convenience mm. store to go to. It's like a lifesaver. Um, and they also have cheap beer and stuff as well. Very nice. Perfect. Uh, yeah, and then I went to some of the temples and stuff around the center. But I think once you've seen those ones, those are the biggest ones because there's temples everywhere in Thailand. But they're, once you've seen a few, you've kind of seen them all. So they, oh, really? they get boring pretty quickly. Like copper and pasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like they, they oh. can get boring pretty quick. But the, <laughs> the ones in the centre were pretty cool. But you had to pay quite a lot to see them. I think it was the most expensive thing of the trip. What, like, like you pay to enter? pay to enter. Yeah. The main one was like 500 baht, which is I don't know, maybe £10 or something like that. I mean, with most places, I'm pretty like happy to like see, like, see things from the outside. Yeah. Because the exteriors are usually more impressive than the interiors. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think I would have like done the same as you, just not bothered to pay to go inside. Oh, I did end up paying. Oh, did you actually? It was, it was the thing. What was like, it like inside? Um, right. Yeah, yeah, right? It was all right. It clearly left an impression. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said at the end of it, if I knew what it was like, I wouldn't have gone there, to oh. be honest. There was free ones you could go to that were just as good or cheaper ones. Yeah. But hey, I mean, at least you can say you've done it. Yeah, like, I've done it. At that point, I had no idea what I was doing with my life or the trip. <laughs> so it was just uh, like, on Google, what to do was, in uh, Thailand. It was during a confusing time, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. But hey, I mean, like, you don't need to do that again now. No. Like something ticked off your list. Something done, yeah. And then um, I stayed near Kosan Road, which is like... Kosan Road. A famous clubbing area. Is this with your hostel friends again? Yeah. This Where, is like, whereabouts are they from? Are we... Were we together? Or? Um, no, everyone was separate. I kind of just joined them because they were talking about work. And I was like, I want to work. And <laughs> one of them was a Norwegian guy who like owned bars and stuff and was a manager. Oh, and was looking to hire people for summers and stuff. It's a good contact to have. Yeah. Get you he, in there. He was the, pretty cool. And then job. Just a few other people. So I think it was two from England. And then on the last night, there was like a group of like 12 of us. And we all got like three grabs to a night market i love that it yeah. just picked up more and more people yeah it was a massive group at the end of it it was so cool there was a there was these gay this gay uh, mexican couple well, one was mexican one was canadian they were like in their 40s and they oh my were god and it was like they're my gay dads and they got really drunk and the mexican guy loved me it was so funny oh my god it was such a you cool haven't talked about this before oh, about the no. mixture of people yeah i love that it's just like a like a, a misfit group oh they, like it, it. it got weirder as well there was this uh one English guy who's like, I don't know, he's like your typical London lad. And he was there flying with this other, I think she was German or Dutch girl. And like he was a, like he was in the taxi bus, he was really drunk. Like he just came on like a 12 hour bus ride from Cambodia. And he was like, he'd taken all these drugs and stuff and he started drinking. <laughs> and he was just going on about like, oh, I'm a banker in London. Like we all take cocaine. Like you can't do your job without being on cocaine. <laughs> and he was really fucked. And like he was just like holding this girl's hand and we were trying to get a taxi. And he was just like trying to call people, like, oh no, we'll get in this car. And it wasn't a taxi. It was like, I was with this other guy, because everyone else had left, this other guy from LA. 
And we were just like, fuck, how are we babysitting this guy that we don't even know that's just come along with us that was just oh, fucked out of his head? Some people from England are such characters, like, in certain particular parts. Like, I think Birmingham's yeah. one of them. Yeah. It's like, it just makes you, like, a bit embarrassed sometimes to, like, associate yourself with these kinds of people. Oh, God. I think especially when you see abroad, like, a, a group of English people, normally a group of English lads, you, you kind of oh, guess like, how rowdy. It's, yeah. you know how it's going to go. No, it's... Uh, it is a bit embarrassing. Makes me a little bit ashamed. I will mm. say that because like England's like so small, but like at the same time, everyone's like so different depending on like each little location. Like in comparison to like somewhere like America, where like each day and like they're different types of people. Yeah. You know, we've got quite a range here. And cause, like, yeah, it's so small. It's kind of, but it changes so quickly. Like I know it's mad. Going into Tipton, you've got like accents different. change, like personalities, like the type of people you're going to see. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can keep going, like, in chronological order oh, yeah. if you want. We can do, yeah. Um, well, yeah, from Bangkok, because I didn't have any plans. I saw this place on the map that was, like, kind of... I decided to go north first. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I, was asking, I was asking some people, like, places to go. And then um, this Canadian guy was like, oh, I went to the, uh, these places. I can't remember what they're called now, but they were just to see temples, really. He's like, oh, I did them in a day. They're okay. But he was going up to Chiang Mai, which is, like, the second biggest city which is in the north he was getting like an overnight train oh, and i was like oh shit yeah, i'll come with you and then so i booked a flight the next morning to go and meet him there so he's so spontaneous train. i know so his train and like my Whoa. flight got in a similar time so we booked the hostel did it like did at any point like were you like super worried about like what were you doing like where you were going to end up or... oh uh, that the starting point i did because I, I met people it was okay and they're all telling me places to go and stuff but like the first night there was quite weird like that because I stayed at a hostel near the airport and there was no one there oh, really? and I was kind of like fuck what am I doing <laughs> and there was no one in the hostel to make friends with or talk to because normally hostels especially in town are full of people and yeah stuff. so I was like shit I'll just, that's why I booked to go to Koh Sun Road because I was like I know there'll be people there I just picked you having like this crisis in yourself in like a big empty hostel room <laughs> in the dark that, that was it and it was so it, oh, it was such a weird first night I did not like that at all but after that it, it all went up yeah yeah, you yeah. just need to bring out your comfort zone, like meet yeah. some plebs, hang out with it. them. Yeah, and then this Canadian guy, Andrew, I was with him for like the next week from that point. Oh, when you flew up to meet him? Yeah. What did, did you do with him? Um, what did you get up to? We went on a hike up this mountain and uh, saw some temples at the top of that mountain. Ah, more temples. Walk, walk, then the next day we walked up the mountain and saw another temple that was on the way. <laughs> so many temples. Yeah, I know. That, that Shanghai was, <laughs> there wasn't too much. It but, seems like... It seems like we're so many, but it gets silly. Like, we're not impressive anymore. Yeah, it's kind of a running theme of Thailand. It's like, it's temples. Yeah, what are you going to do? It's like, as a saying, it's like, oh, I'm all templed out. It's like, are you beached out if you've been to the uh, south? Yeah. Or are you templed out if you've gone to the north? Oh, that's something. I like that. It's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't, shouldn't do too many temples. Maybe no. see one or two highlights. Yeah, that's it. See a couple. Pace yourself. You've kind yeah. of seen them all, because, I mean... I mean, they're, they're kind of cool. Like, they, I would say they're more interesting to see than churches, like, around England. Like, you don't really yeah. walk around for Temples us, are more, at least. Look more grand, whereas, like, yeah. churches can be, like, pretty basic on the outside. But I guess, like, some foreigners, like, come to England and be like, oh, I want to see a church. Oh, I guess something. so. It's all about, I don't know, the architecture, yeah. perhaps. Because yeah, it's so some different. Some churches have really good architecture, but the rest yeah. are just, like, square towers because when you're from another culture something from another culture could seem like so alien to you yeah. and it could be something that's so simple to us um but yeah carrying on from uh chiang mai mm-hmm. the next thing was i wasn't sure i did see it online but it was uh 
this place called Pai, which is like a small backpacker town, like really north of um, Thailand. But it was like, oh, you had to get like a four hour bus journey on the windiest road like ever. Mm. Like it was like, I can't remember the amount, but there was like so many hundreds of wines within this thing that makes you sick. So I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but everyone was hyping it up. So I was like, okay, I have to go. So I went with Andrew. We went on the bus ride there, and that's probably like the funnest part. It was my favorite oh, bit really? of um, Thailand. This How was the bus ride? Then was it as bad as we said it was going to um, be? It, it wasn't great, but it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> terrible. I, I, uh, there was like we met all these other people, and there were lots of them were girls, and I was like, I should be a okay. gentleman and off my way. But I like as soon as they got the van up, I went straight into the front seat. I was like <laughs> taking no, 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 nothing from anyone. I went and had a seat at the front, so I was okay. But you are like a naughty little kid sometimes. Yeah, I like yeah. that. It, it, makes you, it makes you cheeky. Yeah. That's I, there was no way I was going to sit at the back of the van. So yeah, oh, yeah it worked out well. We got, mean, it sounds like an experience. At least you did the one you horrible ways. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't okay. We made, I made some friends with someone else there as well. Uh-huh. It's such a small town, so you always see everyone around to that bit. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when we got there. We stayed at this hostel that was like slightly out of the town, um, but there was like a farm behind it and all the mountains and stuff, and it was really cool. You get some nice pictures. I did get some nice it's pictures. Very nice. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. I'll have to have a couple of those pictures off you for like maybe the Twitter. I will uh, send you them for sure. They're very nice. And then uh, the next day from that is when I got my first scooter in Thailand. The first scooter? This Thailand. is the motorized one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The one with the engine. From Brum. I was going to say yeah. the same thing. <laughs> we're, we're in sync, you with me. I know. Oh, you, I've been around you too, too much this summer. Like, we've had, we had too many... Because we, like, call each other on Xbox pretty much every fucking night. I can't get rid of him. <laughs> this is nothing to do. Ugh. Oh yeah, vroom 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 vroom. So I I'd ridden vroom vrooms like once before, but at this point I'd kind of forgot how to ride. So oh, yeah. I was like nervous. No, so I was like had a jumper on my shoes and stuff, <laughs> and um, I was like just try. I was like hope I didn't crash because last time I did crash on one. Can um, you tell me about that? When was this? In Vietnam. So, I will uh, say in that the, in the Vietnam podcast, we'll say, that'll be a good you'll one. Be able to hear about I'm very that. excited for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we started off slow, but we went on some cool trips on scooters, like to some waterfalls nearby. It's like a Chinese village up in the the mountains and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, we rode all the way up to the border of Myanmar as well, which was really cool. Like all the roads were quite empty and stuff here. Did you rent it or buy it? Rent it. So How you... long? So because it sounds like you went. Pretty fucking far with this. Well, you could, could take them for a f- like a few days. Like you would pay. I think the cheapest I ended up getting one. Like the che- obviously the cheaper you get, the worse they are. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think the cheapest one I had was about a hundred baht a day, which is like two pound fifty, three pounds. <laughs> really? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> so like, it's so cheap. You pay for your own fuel and stuff. You pay for your own fuel, but again, you pay like fifty baht. To is like that dirt one, cheap? One pound twenty My or God. something. To fill it up. That's, that's so mad. Yeah, so that's like your transport <laughs> sorted around. Do you think I could ride on not knowing how to ride a bike? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would say it's, it's... The way people describe it is like, it's like riding a bike, but with an engine. <laughs> so, so maybe if you ride a bike with an engine, it'd be better right to man, ride right a bike. Man. I could just go hard, you know? Just go all in. Might pay off. Go for it, I mean... <laughs> If you fall, you're fucked. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if I break it, I'll pay like, what, £4 to get it fixed? Like <laughs> that, a... That's where you pay the money if you oh, fuck it yeah, up. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you've got to take all the pictures and stuff because any little scratch they can try and have you for. 
So did you go in a big circle and drop it back where you picked it up? Um, well, we kept, we kept coming back to the town, so we were ah, going right. on Oh, so you had a different day. Yeah, 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 we went on a different day trip. It sounded like you went on like one long road trip, no, just on you, scooters. There was a big loop. There's this big loop called the Song Loop, but I didn't end up doing it. But we drove around a bit of it on like a taxi to get to a certain place. And there was like police checkpoints because obviously you need a license to ride in Thailand and you need a special like international license but from what i've heard from i've heard of someone who did have an international license they still didn't care if you're white and they decide to stop you you have to pay 500 baht which is like i can't remember like 15 pounds or something 10 15 pounds fine like this is a cheap bribe yeah (laughs) it's it's like a, a thing but you can get tickets as well so if you've been fined once they'll give you a ticket and it's valid for like a certain amount of days so they can't find you again so it's like a oh, well, it's like a well oh my god cool. it's like a fucking there's a fine cool down yeah. period it's like a bus ticket it, yeah, yeah it's like a bus ticket it's like they want to milk you but they don't want to scare you away no yeah so we, we can keep, yeah, keep yeah. going back to pay them again yeah. god they, they do crime right in Thailand yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't they have like um just random people trying to sell you petrol on the side of the road. There's like, like little, little stops and they have yeah. like bottles of fuel in there. Yeah, really? Like that, which is like... Like some... instead of water stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have fuel ones. But <laughs> a one... lemonade stand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like little kids doing it. <laughs> they do, they, they have little kids like oh running my the God. stores. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. Actually, actually child labour. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. But uh, that did save me one time. We drove off into a village once quite far away and I did run out of fuel. And uh, the village just pushed me somewhere that I could fill oh, up from this nice. little bit, which was quite Black cool. alley, black yeah. market for petrol. That's quite sweet, actually. That's a nice yeah. little memory. It was nice. That was the village where I met my soon-to-be wife. You're the future the Mrs. Future Wilbur Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this then? So um, like I went with some friends. They wanted to see the long neck people. Which the is long like neck a, people. The long neck people. If you look on the, the internet, they basically oh, like... Is this a thing with the rings? Yeah, yeah they put rings oh, around shit. their necks. So it makes time, uh, their necks it's like, stretches. Yeah, like looks like, like with the gold rings, it makes people look like they've got like a ripped condom for a neck. Oh. It like, makes them look like, well, like another foot taller or yeah, something weird. Yeah, it's like they've got a giraffe neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I think I saw them an idiot abroad or something. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah. But uh, when we went to see them, they, this group of people that were like had a shop at the entrance of the village was trying to charge us to go in. And I was like, fuck you, I'm not paying <laughs> to, to go in and see them. And my friends wanted to see them. You, so know, they... what I, you know what I was thinking about is silver tongue? <laughs> <laughs> it just has a way with words. Yeah, well, it did get a bit heated, but um, my friends went in and then I started talking to the shopkeepers. And uh, they let me come back, and I sat with them and uh, helped run the store a little bit. And oh, the, this, this place! This is the this. one. Yeah, you you worked until for the day. Didn't I did. You? I worked until for a little bit, and uh, I think this is brilliant. You just show up one day, and, like funny. employ yourself, pretty much. Yeah. The the woman was lovely, and she was just like, "Oh, you can sit here and wait for your friends." And uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, can I work? Can I take some money when people come in?" And I was like, <laughs> trying to sell them some stuff, but she was nice. I got her Instagram. I think she was like. 30 years old or something but experience the, the, the dad liked me as well the dad was eating and i was kind of talking to him but he couldn't speak english uh, and um like he was like checking if i had a number and stuff and when i went to leave like he checked my bike over to make sure it was safe like check the fuel uh, and check the brakes as well for me just I like before her. i left <laughs> after this one day it sounded like you guys had like a had like a tight bond oh, you know yeah it was nice it was just like one of those random Already met her parents. yeah <laughs> met the parents on the first day <laughs> you just walk away like really close that sounds like a nice 
intimate day. Do you have yeah. a Do you have a messages person on Insta? Um, no, I've liked her pictures. Uh, I have a message. So. That's all right for, but it's like keeping some kind of I, like contact. Yeah, I don't know what her typing English is like <laughs> up in the, the northern villages. We could try and do voice messages. Do you think oh. that could work? Yeah, I'll have to see how she is. If we're still getting married. <laughs> she still wants a British passport. You'll have to let her know she's in the podcast, yeah. <laughs> oh. So what did you do after the shop? Um, we went up, that's when we went to uh, the monastery, the Buddhist monastery. The Buddhist monastery, this is so good. Oh, this, this is funny. So this is when I kind of broke away from Andrew. <laughs> like, we'd been together for this for point. For so long. And um, I met these other people at the hostel, which I then travelled with for the next few weeks. Uh-huh. And um, there's this German guy who was, like, in his 30s, had a really good job, but he just <laughs> wanted to try backpacking on a budget. And uh, this Perfect. Uh, that's kind of like what you were doing. Yeah, and this guy, Timon, from uh, the Netherlands, mm-hmm. and he was, like, this artsy guy, and this Scottish lady as well. Quite a range. Yeah, it was a range because like we all make that though. It's good. Yeah, because yeah. I'd heard about this monastery and they were also talking about going to the monastery, and um, it's nice to have variety. Yeah, so we decided we'd go up together. We got the a taxi up there together. Can I tell my point of view from this bit? Because like I didn't know you were doing this, but like not long after you had left, you FaceTimed me and said, "Oh yeah, I was at a Buddhist monastery for a few days. Like I, I became a monk." <laughs> you just telling yeah. me like all the stuff you were doing, like you showed me the pictures of you walking around in like your monk clothes, <laughs> saying, telling me you were meditating. And I was like, "What happened to Jamie, man?" <laughs> it was a bit random. It was kind of at the point where I was like, "I don't know what to do next." <laughs> it was, and it was it was free, so I could. I yeah. Like, oh yeah so the way you tell it to me is like it was like free accommodation yeah it's like fuck it i, I can be a hippie for a few yeah. days if i get free if i get like a free bed out of it yeah so we, we arrived there and like we missed the introduction because we didn't get the formal taxi that runs a few times a day we hired a private one because there was a group of us which is still kind of cheap anyway and um, we got there, we didn't really know what's going on. They gave us all our white clothes, kind of like a cult. Yeah. Everyone wears white you know clothes. What? You look like you were in a Take That music video. No, is it Take That? Oh, Backstreet Boys. Oh, which yeah, which yeah. is the one that's on the beach? Oh, I don't know. It's one or the other. You look, you look like you were in a boy band. <laughs> yeah. 90s boy band. There's a picture of me like in my white clothes. And just, <laughs> it, was, it was all kind of strange. <laughs> Actually a cult. Yeah. It was like the whole thing of like a day would be like you wake up early. I think you're supposed to wake up at like 5 a.m. You're supposed to meditate by yourself for like an hour, which I didn't do. Um, <laughs> you didn't you get bored and go on your phone or something? I couldn't go on my phone. I fell asleep all the time. But this oh, this one was like a private one, so you do it by yourself. Uh-huh. And then uh, you go and you sit down and on uh, little mats, and you have a bowl a bowl of rice, and the monks come round and you give them like a scoop of your rice as they walk around as an offering to the monks, because they they can't um they're not allowed to like have any really ownings or money or stuff. No, they have completely free possessions, yeah. aren't they? So like it's like it's being free of all attachments and stuff. It's a bit like Jedi's, isn't it? <laughs> As I was saying it, I was thinking like we're not allowed to love Padme. Yeah. <laughs> Jedi being a Jedi is a bit cool. Yeah, you get, oh, yeah, it's like you're a monk, but you get a sword. And <laughs> the force? What? Uh, oh yeah, but there's the force as well. Man. Like, if you could either have just the force or just the lightsaber, which one would you go for? Uh, just the force. Just the force. I feel like it's more useful, but having having bragging rights, but having bragging rights for the lightsaber. So it could be stolen. It could. Oh shit. Nah. No, because you'll kill them. <laughs> you know what? Jamie has a good point. But if you who's going to try? Who's going to try? Who's going to try and steal something like from a guy with a lightsaber? 
You have to be pretty daft. You'd have to be like a from oh, afar. You know what? Then again, we are, we are in Birmingham. Uh, <laughs> People don't oh, give a yeah. shit. <laughs> You'll get gangbanged. Yeah, I changed my answer. I'll go for the horse as well. You can mind read people. So you go to the club. <laughs> Like force yeah. girls to be. Where was that going, sir? You will pull me home. Uh, uh, you'll buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. The views of Jamie do not represent the views for Burn Friends podcast. <laughs> so what, su- what superpowers did you learn? What is my oh, um, I wish I could say I found <laughs> myself, but uh. Well, we spoke about this. Like I asked you on our FaceTime call, did you like discover and think about yourself while you were there? And you did. You oh. gave me like a really mature answer at the time, but I can't remember how it went. Yeah, I think it was because. <laughs> Eventually, I did. I think I had one good like a meditation thing because mm. I, I it was never explained to me because we missed the induction of like what we're supposed to be doing. So and that, like for the first bit, like we did like after breakfast, we walked for like an hour in silence, like in a straight line around the property, which is a really nice place, like in the mountains. Yeah. Then we moved to sitting meditation for like forty-five minutes, and then laying meditation for like. 30 minutes but oh, it gets like lazier and lazier and we, we did it. that process twice in a day and then did a separate evening meditation and chanting so the first few times i was really tired so i fell asleep as soon as we <laughs> lay down <laughs> oh. i didn't know what i was supposed to be thinking i was like am i supposed to be thinking of stuff but i think in the end they kind of explained it as like you, you're supposed to just clear, try and clear your mind but then when thoughts come up, don't get rid of them, but like observe them from a yeah, third person. Like, oh, I'm thinking about that. Why am during, I thinking about that? I tried to take a meditation during six months. I was oh. always stressed. And like, <laughs> you're supposed to like, like sit in complete silence, like tune out any noise. And yeah, kind of like visualize like singular thoughts. Yeah. It's weird. There's different types of meditation that you can do different stuff with. Oh, really? Because yeah. like, I mean, obviously, like, I don't know shit about it. I just like Google things. Yeah. You're going to be more knowledgeable about this than me. Because that one they were teaching us was Vespanas. Vespanas. I don't know. Vespas, something like that. Because there's yeah. different ones where you clear your mind of everything and there's ones where you observe it or you breathe differently right. or stuff. Um, and yeah, because some of my friends that I was with, they did a different meditation sense. Uh, session later on and it was this whole one about breathing and you're supposed to breathe in like a circle and you keep doing that for like 20 minutes or so and one of them like he he was at this point as well and he he'd never meditated before and he just had this like revelation like that he couldn't come back to his body they had to help him come back to his what body he was describing it to him. and this guy this was the german guy who was in his have 30s. you ever seen doctor strange you know when he, he yeah. leaves his body yeah, like yeah, his soldiers yeah. You know, what? Like, was, mad. <laughs> the way he described to me was so weird. Like his friend didn't have the same reaction, but he was just like explaining it to me. Like I couldn't get back into my body. Like they were squeezing my hands Fuck. and like rubbing my butt, my belly to like bring me back in. It was like really strange. Sounds like sleep paralysis. Yeah. Like, so I was I was gonna ask you like how did like your friends find it? I'm guessing like they had like more of a um, a journey than you. Well, at this <laughs> at this one here, um, we were we uh, we stayed for two nights. We were gonna stay a bit longer, but um. By the uh, the evening of the second one, we all just wanted to go and have beer. That oh. was on our mind. The German guy was like, God I just want to go and have, have some beer. So it was like, <laughs> in the morning, it was like, we'll, we'll go, we'll go. And uh, yeah, so the, the next day, we kind of head off, head off quite quickly. And they went to a, uh, like a, a wooden retreat in the woods by a cave. And I went back to Pi, like the 
back back in oh, town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I went to a new hostel and I met like a new group of people, which I spent the next few days with, which was really cool. Yeah. And that's when uh, we talk about the illegal substances on this podcast on that. Yes, we, uh, we'll talk about all crimes. If you want to get something out of the air, I'll get something oh, out of the air. Oh, what have you got to get out of the air? Remember when I stole that novelty condom? <laughs> oh, you yeah. rebel. <laughs> in, uh, in London, I stole a novelty condom. It had like a big sausage on it and two eggs and it said full English breakfast. I, it was only like 50p I didn't see what point in me paying for it so I just <laughs> took it I, I see obviously I look back now and I kind of see how that defeats the purpose but uh, I mean 50p I mean fucking the pens from Argus probably cost more than the novelty condom yeah it, it was like an actual function condom I stole it for Gagandy because his birthday was oh. coming up <laughs> I don't know if he ever used it but I know he kept it for a while he kept it in his wallet bless him so yeah, uh, theft. Where's mine? Ryan's a thief. There we go. Yeah, future future <laughs> detective in the making. <laughs> oh. Go on, illegal uh, substances. This is yeah. So these the, the big thing in Thailand is like there are laws against drugs, but they're not really enforced. Neither is theft here. Smiley face. Oh. So um, I met a, a German guy and two Danish girls, and we want we all to the. Girls hadn't tried mushrooms and neither had I. And um, the guy was like, did LSD and MDMA normally. So he was all into that kind of stuff. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like we had a day together and then the next day we all, we went to this bar at like midday or something and tried out some uh, mushroom shakes, which oh, were pretty nice. cool, which you can buy from the bar. You can buy weed from the the bars How as would well. you describe the taste of mushroom shakes? Could you taste mushrooms? No, it was really good, actually. They mix what? it up with, like, some things. So I think I had, like, an apple-flavoured one. Oh, that sounds dope, it actually. Like, yeah, it just tasted like a, a nice sour apple drink, really. Oh, it was quite nice. nice. And what were the effects like? It, it, it kind of just makes you um everything more intense. So, like, all the feelings. Like, if you feel a bit nervous, like, you kind of feel, like, really nervous. Ah. Like, if something's funny, like, it's really funny. What was your experience with it? How kind of, what did you feel? That, um, I, everything was kind of, like, exaggerated. Like, I remember we walked off into the sunset, like, because it was <laughs> in this, like, rural area. We just walked down this track barefooted. <laughs> and that guy was really weird. He's like, I like to be in nature. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, so I was like, I'll just gotta go with you for a walk then. Why is, why is that sound like Jonathan Schillas? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like, full-blown hippie. Um, <laughs> oh, um, I love that. Yeah. And then I remember I tried to talk to these other girls that were doing it as well. But, you know, when you approach someone, you kind of get, like, a little bit of anxiety when you approach someone. Someone new. new. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. Like, you, I normally get that as well, but you can normally get over it. But I remember just, like, the feeling that I was so giddy. I tried to talk to them, and it couldn't come out. I just smiled and was like, bye. <laughs> so, like, I walked off. Like, did it, like, make you nervous or something? It, 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 it just kind of, it was I'm nervous, but I was kind of laughing at, <laughs> at it. And I was like, I, I tried to, and I was like, no, I can't. Tell you, you are like a cheeky little kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, fuck. But that I, was, I'd love to see this for myself sometime. Yeah, that was my experience. The two Danish girls, what, the only one of them did it. Mm. And uh, she just, after like 10 minutes, she put her headphones in and just sat on a swing. And then, oh, did she ride it out? And then they left and we yeah. never saw them again. Oh. <laughs> Lovely. I'm sure, I'm sure she's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I them on Instagram. They seem like they had a nice trip. Oh, good. If they're uploading things, it means yeah. they're not dead. That's good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that was the experience then. And then at that point, that's when uh, everyone came back from the monastery and they all joined us at that. 
The oh yeah, they also tried the it people, as well. The people who didn't leave for beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. but they, they had tried it um, much later on at night because the effects last for like six hours or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had it late at night, so they were telling me the next day, like he was just lay, laying, looking at the stars for hours <laughs> and just like lost in his thoughts. The stars were speaking to me. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds that mental. This one's telling me to go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then the day after, I went with the group of people from my hostel back to that bar. Some of them wanted to do mushroom shakes. And, like, the big thing was you're not supposed to do it after you've eaten. Like, you're supposed to do it on an empty stomach. So I see you feel it more? Like, because so it, it can make you nauseous or something. Ah, uh, right. And I was having the, these guys from the hostel, like, they were older than me. They were probably, like, 25, 26. And I was like, oh, no, we've done other drugs before. Like, we'll be fine. <laughs> like, we've done LSD and stuff. And um, we got there. They had, they had like, some food at the night market because they were hungry before we went. They did it in like an hour and they were both laying on the floor going off to throw up and oh, everything. <laughs> like an hour. And I was like, I didn't want to say I told you so, but uh, I'm quite happy with myself right now. Actual shitheads. Yeah. That is me though. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I can do this. I'll, I'll pick myself up. I'll like convince myself I can do something. I don't know. Like like drinking at dance. Like, well, I can have another whiskey. Oh, I'll be yeah. fine. I'll have a whole bottle to myself. <laughs> don't you worry. Yeah. But I was like... I hadn't been I hadn't been that sick in so long. I was like constantly experiencing. Did you get home and you were throwing up? No, I slept for two hours when I woke up and I was throwing up all through the night for like oh, hours on end. It's just the worst thing ever. It is terrible, yeah. but it's character development, isn't it? Uh, I'm ready for the next one now. I'm ready to get that ill again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's it's all about the fun, right? It'll be worth it in the long run. Oh. Yeah, and now I look back and I think, oh, being sick's not bad. But, but until I'm sick again, I'll be like, this is terrible. That's always the feeling. It's like, oh, I just want to get so wasted and drunk. <laughs> and then you are, and it's like, oh, fuck, why have I done it again? <laughs> Humans are never satisfied, are we? Nah. <laughs> we either want to get drunk or we want to get better. It's like There's it's no addicting or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Oh, it's like Dan's cocaine addiction. What? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not the, true. The first time he did it, it's like, oh, I'll just do it for fun. Uh, and now he's like on the daily. I know. No, I'm on the roids. On those mad roids. <laughs> Actually, Captain America. That's where he's got all these gem gains from. Yeah, he's going to throw cars at people. <laughs> I don't even need to go to gym. I just do roids. Just do, do roids and roids. push-ups. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right, straight. Before we move on. Would you ever do a mushroom shake, Dan? Okay, so I don't know. I have a thing against drugs. Which ones? Like just anything other than cocaine. Any, <laughs> any that just like I don't know that can cause harm. So weed, I'm, I'm almost getting convinced into yeah, trying <laughs> at least once. I'm I'm in the same page as you as well. At the moment, I'm still a no, just because. Uh, you know that saying in the Bible that you learned about in RE, which <laughs> seemed a bit useless, like your body is your temple or something? Your body's your temple. I want to stay as healthy as I can for as long uh, as possible. It is good for you, though. It's grown here naturally. It's not like it's made up of all chemicals and stuff. No, not, not, to kill not the rats. chemical size. It's like what it does to your body and like the after effects. Like, you can't just like have something that fucks you up and not have a consequence. It doesn't it. fuck right. you up. It, it's like a... Proven to like it's not officially proven, but it's quite good to cure um cancer and stuff. Is known for so you can get like medical marijuana. Anyway. Yeah, as as I mean, it's definitely not a class A. Like as far as drugs go, it's definitely like one. Yeah. I think most people should consider, it's a bit even if it's just like a one-time experience. It's like a starter. I won't even try a cigarette. It's a starter. Do you, no, there's a word for that, Dan. It's called a gateway. <laughs> 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 
yeah, oh, sure. God. It's like, so you've got wheat for starters, with the main course, we've got some crack. <laughs> <laughs> and for dinner, no, sorry, for pudding, a little bit, little, little bit of hard meth. <laughs> I mean, we're not all as big as you. We don't all go straight in for cocaine. Like, lots yeah. of us build up to that point. Got to, got to work my way up. Yeah. yeah. You know, like those nervous food triangles. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like the, the easy drugs of a bus, and you work your way up to the hard shit. Dan just a meth. parachuted onto the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the, t- the tip, the tip of the triangles is like anything with a needle, so heroin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think. I think I'm I'm very open to trying some stuff. Not yeah. uh, just I say some stuff, probably just weed, <laughs> but I'll call it there. Yeah, maybe I'll get to a point where I'm just like, oh, I might as well just try it once. It's like a life experience. experience. Yeah, I, we yeah, will see. Not I wouldn't do it often. No, well, I wouldn't let it affect me. We, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just like your addiction to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember the first time you did weed, do you, Jamie? I no, asked you I, I don't. I think so long ago. it was like when <laughs> I was 15 or 16 or something. Damn. But I, I think that was <laughs> when lots of people... That was like, that was like the age to do it. Like We went to a shitty high school, yeah. and a lot of people are actually doing it then, so it was a cool thing to do. Yeah. I personally didn't. You know, I'm no sheep. I'm, <laughs> I, stand I? On, I stand on my own two feet. Shoe Jamie, mate. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is. Oh my god, that's like my saying lately. We were talking about drugs, weren't we? Yeah. Do you want to move on from that? Or <laughs> yeah, we, we, we can move on from. Drugs. No, it's alright. It got Dan more involved. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anything to do with drugs, Dan's all over it. No. Yeah. What? Well, someone say drugs. <laughs> Excuse me? Where? I know you piped right up, sir. <laughs> Sat up straight in your seats. I know a lot about this subject. Uh, uh, so, yeah, after Mushroom Shakes. After that, yeah. That was, uh, I think, after that fun time up in the <laughs> north of Thailand. That, I went down because I had a fr- one of my friends um, who was in China with me as well that I met there. She had went to travel Vietnam like just before I went to Thailand. So we were planning to meet up and do like the south of Thailand because like the north of Thailand is all like rural areas temples and like cool stuff like that and then the south is like from Bangkok down is all like the island islands and the beaches and stuff I just remember isn't didn't you see one it was a monkey story oh like, the, that was on the okay, island yeah, yeah all right I'll, I'll let you I'll the, let you get the to monkeys it are on the islands. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you get to that yeah so um I met up like I left kind of my friends there um, they went off to do different bits of travelling. Uh, I wasn't expecting to see them again, but we'll get to that later. Ooh, and, um, exciting. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's good. That's a good way to think yeah. people keep listening. <laughs> okay, we're going again. So, tell us about the islands in the south yeah. of Thailand. Well, I, I was pretty keen when we first got there, because like, I was ready for the beaches and everything after all the temples and that so we went down oh, and um, you'd lived in china for like a few months haven't you yeah five months i'd been i'd worked quite a lot and i was working like almost every day so you're like you're finally ready for like this was like your break this, this yeah this been i was like i was looking at the picture of the beach so i was like ready because it's like a beach near where we live but it, you couldn't really swim in the sea it was like the sea between china and hong kong it wasn't the nicest uh, bit so you felt like pollu- yeah yeah that's like <laughs> you, you, i think of china i think of pollution yeah <laughs> There was nice bits, but um, yeah, this was like the blue beaches, like what you mm. see in the pictures of all like the nice lagoons. Yeah, like the bits yeah. in there. Uh, White sand. Yeah, the what's it called? Like not islands, but like bits of rocks that stick out in the sea yeah, that yeah. look really cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When you see pictures of Thailand, 
I used to do geography. I should have known the name or something. Oh, they were like, fine. Yeah, I could, could probably tell you how they formed, but oh my god, that was really loud. It was, wasn't oh, it? I, I cracked my knuckle. <laughs> I, I did it while you were talking, so I know I can't cut it out. <laughs> Just like, yourself in the face. It's right, keep going. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like from uh, there, you can kind of either go to the islands on the left of Thailand, because it thins down to a really small bit of land, or you go to the islands on the right. And we were like, oh, we'll go to the islands on the left, and like, because you normally would only do one. What's the diff- big difference between them? Um, different seasons, it's like different kind of weather, but we were at a good time where it would have been nice. For the left um, islands? For both of them, really, but oh, it was okay. slightly nice on the left, but we didn't put much thought into it, and we went to the ones on the left, and we went to Koh Lanta to start with, and it was so cool, it was like the first like real tropical island I'd been to. And, um, I'm jealous. Like yeah. a nice tropical beach is like my Just ideal like getaway location. Yeah. Holiday, yeah. It, it really like is. What you see is like, oh, you want to be postcard like yeah. Yeah. island life. Literally what people fantasize about. Yeah. Like Hawaii. You're living our dreams right now, Jamie. Oh, no. This island was the best as well out of all the ones we went to. I was so happy with it. It was such a cool vibe. Like the hostel we randomly booked on like this other website. Because I only go on Hostel World and choose it, but it wasn't on mm-hmm. this. My friend booked it for us. And it was like this little beach hut that was down, like literally on the beach. And there was all these other hostels around it. And um, we walked there. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was like a real like island guy, dreadlocks. And he was like, oh, I'm too hungover. Like, he was like, just go, go, you're in this room. And he was like, pointing us into this like big straw hut with like a few other beds in there. Sounds like a very professional establishment. Yeah. But it, it, no, it was so cool. Like every day, we'd bring like fresh fruit and stuff that everyone could eat. Oh, and nice! Like, what like mangoes? And yeah, stuff? I have a picture of me holding like a basket of like uh, pineapple, I love mangoes, that. <laughs> like bananas, like all of that. A fresh fruit basket. Yeah. Actually treated like a prince boy. Oh, I know. Did it you was... go around like? Did you wear like holiday clothes, a Hawaiian shirt? Or no, I, I, I was <laughs> like, I was in like, <laughs> so like uh, everywhere you normally go has air conditioning. And this is like the thing, like when we met lots of people, it's like, oh, this one guy would keep bragging about like, oh, I have a hotel with air conditioning. That's how he would try and uh, get girls back. He was this Swedish guy. <laughs> and like me and him, him, we had a real bromance because this hostel was such a cool vibe. Like we met like a real nice group of people there. And um, we went around like some of the island with them. Like the mm-hmm. first day, we all like rented scooters and drove down like south to these beaches and kind of swam there. And there's all these like beach huts made of straw, which was really cool. And then at night, like all the hostels like by the beach, they're all kind of like shacks and like there's no aircon, like it's all fans. Everyone's like sweaty and on a budget. That was a hot at night as well. Yeah, it's yeah. Sticky. But, um, it's always uncomfortable at night, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But there's this little supermarket in between them all and uh, it had like a roof over it and because the supermarket sell alcohol and it was cheaper than the bars, everyone kind of nice. just went to this supermarket and sat outside on the tables. It was like sitting outside at a pub <laughs> but you're paying really cheap for alcohol. And there's this guy called Mr. Pad Thai outside. Pad Thai. Mr. Pad Thai. Mr. Pad Thai. Because Pad Thai is like the main like basic dish food you eat. Like, yeah. The food in Thailand is so good. Like the best food out of anywhere. They have all these night markets like you just go to and you can get little bits of everything. Like, you well, walk like street around. meat. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's kind of like street food, but it's loads of stores. So you get, you just stop at different stores and get something different, like little bits of like a bit, a bit of that meat. Oh. Like, oh, I'll try crocodile meat. 
or you try these different dishes and it's like the perfect mix it's all cheap and it's like you get little portions so you can get I imagine it like those uh, like it's all on a stick like kebab like you got yeah, trunks yeah. of crocodile bits yeah. of grape in between you can get stuff. it on sticks you can get like all the insects and stuff like all of that like oh yeah you can eat insects can't food you? as well did you try any insects when you were there um what was the weirdest thing you ate actually I think this is a better question in Thailand the weirdest I, thing I don't know if I had anything too weird in, in Thailand actually I had some weird things like elsewhere but in Thailand it was like the food was quite um normal I mean, yeah. not normal like it was in the cities it was kind of designed for tourists but oh Thai, so it's nothing too like yeah it's still Thai food and it was still like my favorite food out of everywhere like, okay yeah I'm not a foodie but I fucking love that what was your favorite dish then oh, I was basic I loved the pad thai I went back it's just like noodles fried like they, everyone would make it different so it would always be mm-hmm. like a different meal that and there was like a northern dish it was like a coconut curry noodle Ooh. soup thing I can't remember the name of it it's what I was trying to look for when we went to the Thai place because I took you what guys. was that called now Thai Express oh Thai something in Birmingham Grand Central Thai Express what, what did you think of the but, Birmingham Thai food it was fine but obviously I don't have the original cuisine original. to compare no, it to I mean they're all, they're everyone, everyone's different like where you get it from yeah, but yeah, I do yeah. have to say the one we had was not very good it was pretty no. sick like, I didn't like it I, I couldn't even like fi- it. I couldn't finish it I, it's uh, it's not quite as good as the real thing no, that yeah, I had no, no, da, it's da. not da. Thai, Thailand food <laughs> doesn't qu- tips yeah. doesn't I quite compare Thailand. I don't know how to cook that <laughs> um, but no it was fine it was fine yeah but yeah, back to the the island, like it was, mm-hmm. yeah, mad cool vibes. I'm just trying to think of the... So it feels like very hippie, very hipstery. Yeah. You know, it, chill, laid It was back. very chill. So this one, um, like it had something to do with the Swe- with a connection with Sweden. So lots of Swedish people were there. And oh, you of, almost felt at home uh, then, I know, and being lots of, half Swedish. And um, they, they come out, families come over from Sweden, they put their kids in Swedish schools that are on the island well, for well, like six months at a time. So while well, like, the parents go on holiday, they put the kids in school. Yeah, so they stay there for like six months, <laughs> stay in like a, a shit, like, um, I don't know, timeshare kind of house. And then six months, the kids go to school, then they go back kind of thing. I was really interested because like, everyone was speaking Swedish. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is so weird. But it was every island had a different vibe. And this one was like lots of families and then a cool, really cool like small backpacker community, mm. which is my favourite. And um, we went down to the National Park one time. This is where the monkeys came in. The monkeys, yes. The, the I've heard monkeys. about this story. <laughs> I, I am a fan of this story. I will let you tell it. Oh, yeah. So we went for a little walk around. It's like, oh, it's cool. There's monkeys around. My first encounter, one was above me, and then it started pissing, and it went all over the back of my shirt. Golden shower. And, uh, it was kind of like... It got, <laughs> gold, got golden showered by a monkey. Yeah, yeah. It was... <laughs> it was kind of funny oh, to dear. start with. It's like, yeah, no worries. And then we went down to the beach... And it was quite funny because there was two other German girls from the hostel. We kept bumping into it every, everywhere we went. They, we didn't plan to meet up, but we met them. So we met them there. We met them at another part of the island. We met them in the night market. And then we met them at a bar as well. All on accident. Like, we kept bumping into Maybe them. They were following you. Yeah. No. It's oh. like almost we were following them because we always, like, bumped into them. Oh, right. <laughs> and they were sitting on the beach. So we went down. We joined them. It must have looked dodgy. <laughs> no. And then um, they left. And then... We went for a swim and like I had, I left my bag like on the sand and there was like monkeys around. And I wasn't, I didn't know what to do if monkeys come near you or anything. Like I hadn't really been told what to do. And uh, one of them went and grabbed my lunch and like, he grabbed my, uh, like it was a closed packet of bread and he like ripped it open and was like eating it. I was like, oh, that's quite 
cute. It's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying, but it's quite cute. I took some pictures. Yeah, trying and, not to lose your cool. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was like, wow, this is quite cool at this point. And then he went back to my towards my fanny pack, and my fanny pack had my passport, my wallet, <laughs> my phone, literally everything valuable in it. I was like, you. oh no! So I, like, he went for it. And I was like, okay, I must, it's like a bear, right? You just stand up and like shout at them. And so I kind of like jumped up and went, ah, like I shouted at it. And then he turned around, looked at me, his teeth came out like of a face of anger. And then he started running at me. Like I was so scared. Like the sea was behind me. So I went like running, like I tried to run as quick as I could towards the sea, but it was like soft sand. So I fell over and like face planted oh, in the sand. Oh no. And then my friend... You didn't, you didn't tell me about that. No, and then my friend, she screamed at the monkey and then he turned and ran at her. Then <laughs> I kind of like, it kind of went in perfect time as I looked around and it ran at her and she ran and <laughs> fell over as well. <laughs> no way. <laughs> It sounds like that shit happened in yeah. slow motion. <laughs> out of the film of how both of us oh kind of fell God. over. And then it just kind of left. I think someone else made a noise or something and it left. And I was like so shaken up. Like, what the fuck? Because if you get bit by a scratch by a monkey, you have to have like rabies shots like once every few yeah. weeks for like the next like three months or something. A little bastard. <laughs> That vicious little shit. Yeah, that was my monkey experience. Uh, from that <laughs> oh, point on, I fucking so hated it. Okay. You, you act like a bear, don't you to scare it <laughs> off. Roar! <laughs> Goes into fucking attack mode. Oh. God, my jaw hurts from laughing. <laughs> oh, God. That's yeah. good. I didn't. I haven't heard that full story before. No. I just know it pissed on you when you tried to take your fanny pack. <laughs> so, yeah, that was cool. And then the rest of that one, oh, we, we just went to brilliant. a... A few bars. There's like cannabis bars and stuff that because mm. you can buy weed just like did you get at the bar some special brownies? Oh, well, we didn't get any brownies. So oh, you okay. could just buy like a joint at the bar and then. Did you get some local delicacy? Oh, we did try it. Of yeah, course. my man. Relaxing thing, but yeah, that was probably my favorite one. There's such a cool group of people that was. At Sounds the like a perfect location for it, it as was, well. Yeah. Super chill. And then um, we were deciding where to go next because obviously, obviously this plan- trip wasn't planned, and. Um, no, you're completely freestyle, so you yeah. just made it up as you went along. And the other islands that were on that side of Thailand, they were party ones, so it was like Kofifi, Phuket, like the big known ones, which is all like groups of people that go on a holiday. I was like, I don't really want to go there. So we paid like extra and we took like a this whole day trip to get to the islands on the other side. So it was like a ferry, a long bus journey, <laughs> and the bus journey dropped us off somewhere in the middle of the bit and without any tickets and they one wasn't gonna let us get on the next bus so we had to call up where we bought the tickets from and it was a big mess oh. and it took us like 14 hours but we got to an island on I don't know people who are abroad could give us so much shit for little things like that yeah. things that would normally fly by if you were local yeah, yeah, yeah. it's because you're a tourist it's it, like they want to milk more money out of you like you should be obvious like who's tourist and who's not like yeah. it shouldn't, shouldn't really matter but I uh, am yeah. so now you're on the right islands yeah we went to Co. Pang, He's reading this note right now. I am. I, I forgot all the names because they're all like Kolanta, Kofifi, Kopangnan, Kotao, Kolipe. Like they're all Ko, and I was just saying to these guys, I didn't know that Ko meant island and, um, <laughs> until like two weeks into the trip, and it was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's all like Ko. When Ko. you when you add it up, it yeah, does make sense. It makes sense that all the islands named Ko something means island. Yes, who would have guessed it? So now you're on the Brexit Islands. Yeah. We, we, nothing crazy happened. We met back up with um Danny and Timon, who oh, went to the, the monastery fall. and uh, the pie and all of that. They were on, they 
timed it so they were at the island as well. So we met up. Oh, did, we, did you meet them on purpose then? No, no, it just kind of worked out. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Because you, you bump into a lot of people that you've seen before. Like you go to a hostel and you'll just see someone and they're like, oh, I remember, I saw you before. Mm. Like I met someone in Pi, like when I first got there. And this was like a week into my trip. And then I also met him just before I went home when I was in Cambodia, like a month later, up in like this rural mountain <laughs> at the top. And he was like walking out of this abandoned place. I was like, wait, I know. <laughs> I was like, I saw you in a... Just crawling yeah. out like some kind of hermit. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like a big bushy beard. <laughs> yeah, you keep bumping into the same people. So we hung out and we went. I think that's really cool though. Yeah. Because it's like you're kind of people. Yeah. It's got your little community. It's nice. And we, we stayed at like, some cool hostels like on the beach. One was like literally back down to the beach and they had like a movie night. With a projector and a big projector screen out on the sand. Oh, that sounds night. nice. What did you watch? It was um, The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, really? So, yeah, we had some beers and watched watching, The Wolf of Wall watching Street. Watching those massive sex scenes yeah. up on the big screen. <laughs> oh, it was really Living cool. a dream. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we went for some private accommodation. Thought we'd splash out and spend... Like, I think it must have cost, like, £9 a night, but I had, like, private beach huts. How awful, £9 a night. Because everything's oh. so cheap there. I mean, all the hostels. It sounds it, so good. The average price we'd be paying would be about three, £4 for a, a bed for a night. But as cheap as my price range. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, everything was so cheap. The alcohol wasn't as cheap as I'd like, but £2.50 for a big chang, like, the big local beer. I mean, for, for the money you're saving in everything else, it doesn't really matter when it comes no, to buying alcohol. It kind of adds up nicely. Yeah, everything was just so cheap. It was mm. ridiculous. Apart from sun cream, that's where they mug you off on the islands. Yeah. The, the Thai people... The locals don't need it. Yeah, that's it. Cheeky <laughs> bastards. <laughs> so when I went to buy sun cream when I ran out, I think I had to pay like 15, 20 pounds for a bottle of sun really? cream. Yeah. Which compared to like the prices in Thailand is like that's ridiculous. Steep. Yeah. Well, I think 15 pounds here is steep. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> But, uh, uh, yeah, maybe was, I'm just like stingy. That was mugging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, not very smiley face of them. Yeah, not very tourist friendly. <laughs> and then uh, the last island we went to one more, just kind of for the fun of it. Um, Kotal, which is like known for diving. Like Danny, mm. he went there after. It's like the cheapest place in the world to get your diving license. I think you can do like a course for like four days for like three hundred pounds. Um, oh, I don't know. I suppose like. If you're into that kind of thing, yeah, it's worth if you, it. Compared to, like, in England, if you are going to do it here, you'd be paying quite a lot more to get it done. I think if you don't have an interest, it might not be worth the money. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't too keen. Like, I, I, I bought a snorkel when a I was snorkel. there. Yeah. So uh, we, we, were trying, we were doing it cheap because you could do um, all these tours that go around to all the snorkel spots. But we rented a scooter and it was like, well, all the things that you could they stop off at were quite quite close to shore so this guy was like you could just swim out so we just drove to the beaches and then swam out to the snorkel spots sorry right. that was a good way to save <laughs> some money well yeah i mean not like it was like expensive anyway no, more cost effective yeah anything to save money and then i remember one beach we tried to go to the north and it's like oh the road's a bit bumpy we got there and the road was like a dirt thing but it was like all different levels and really steep bits and then all holes and stuff and i was like I'm, i was quite confident riding like i was riding with my friend at the back on the back of my bike for the whole of this bit to save even more money yeah <laughs> um, getting another and i made zone. her get off and i tried to ride it and then almost fell i was like no, we're, not, we're not going up this way so we missed out on like i think which is called shark bay or somewhat something like that yeah it was like kotal Oh, well, you took an L there. Yeah, but uh, at this point, it was kind of like, oh, I'm fed up of the beaches now. I want to 
God. You've been all beached out. I was beached out. I was tempered yeah. out and I was beached out. And oh, it's... this trip sounds exhausting. How oh, awful. No, it's, it's what a horrible, a... horrible holiday you went on. A horrible trip. <laughs> I know. But uh, for four weeks <laughs> in Thailand, I, it was two weeks in the north, two weeks in the south. I think I'd spent in total like four, five hundred, four hundred pounds. So flipping good. Oh. My God. Come. Everything's treating yourself. Oh, I want to treat myself. <laughs> yeah. And I spent more than I anticipated, but it was still not much. Because from this point, I was like, oh, I'll do four weeks in time, then I'll go home. But I was like, oh, I have some money left. I'm going to go and travel more. Yeah. <laughs> Any questions? Well, there was another story you didn't bring up, you know, about the, the ping pong balls. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> well, the little uh, ping pong show. Thing. Well, uh, we will discuss this story and we'll wrap up Thailand and then we'll move on to the topic, okay? Yeah. The ping pong shows. The ping pong shows. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a uh, he, he sounded interesting. Yeah, do you want to talk about it now? Yeah, you tell you tell us. Oh, uh, the ping pong show. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't know what they were to start with. Well, and... wait, it is it is for Thailand, isn't it? Yeah, it yes, is. go for it. Um, before I went there, I was kind of I was living with my the host family in China, and one thing the kid really liked we played table tennis a lot. So ping pong, <laughs> the other word for it. And I was looking at things to do in Thailand. I was like, ping pong shows. So, like, over dinner, like, one of my last dinners, I was like, oh, they do lots of ping pong shows in China. Like, he's like, oh, you have to go and take some pictures and show me that. And then I looked into it, I was like, oh, these ping pong shows are not people playing ping they're pong. Right. They're, they're not conventional, are they? Yeah. So, I, I never, I, have you heard about them before? Yeah, but for Danzig, like, I think, yeah, I think, we'll, we'll tell it anyway for, for, yeah. for the listeners. So. So, so, I never went to one myself, but... Uh, <laughs> Because they can con you quite a bit. I heard a few different stories from people. One of them, he went with this like older couple. Like he made friends with them, and they he took they took him to a ping pong show, and he was like, like it costs a lot. You have to go and you have to pay for drinks and stuff. And some places they tried to con people and charge them for like the minute of being in there. By the minute. It was ridiculous, but this couple paid for him anyway. So his experience was like obviously they shoot ping pongs out of their balls out of their vaginas <laughs> yeah and uh, they thing. do some more tricks as well <laughs> yeah I, yeah do share uh, some of them was that they like to do the balloon popping so they get these little needles or like things they shoot out of their like vagina darts, right? yeah. yeah and they pop balloons and they'll get like people that are watching to hold up balloons and they'll pop like, them go pussies like blow darts yeah, yeah. Blow, pussy blow darts how do, how do they do it do they like force air out or do they just like squeeze so I'm going to be honest Dan I don't have a vagina I couldn't I, tell I, I you t- I think, you I think isn't, it, <laughs> isn't it like something to do muscles I think so because one of the other things they did was painting and they had like a paintbrush and they vagina. did like a Bob Ross yeah <laughs> so it must be something of the way they train welcome their to the muscles. joy of painting today I'm using my pussy to do a painting <laughs> go to train their pussies oh, oh my god it sounds it sounds so whack. It's so alien compared yeah. to our culture. I think yeah. I'd, I think it'd be only polite to go and see one, I, just to see what it's yeah. like. Polite, yeah. I, I would have liked to see one. Like I think the people I was with, there was this one girl who's like, it's oh, kind it's of so like unethical. A, it's kind of it is kind of like a freak show, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's yeah. kind of like carnival show. And there's a whole thing of like some of the girls are forced into doing it and stuff. And oh well, that's yeah. that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's less smiley face. Yeah. Kind of feel a bit bad about making the jokes now. <laughs> but I, I don't know, some of them might yeah. like it. It might be their hobby. Their oh, so um, I can only assume you didn't tell your, your kid about... No, <laughs> I, I, I joked about it with the sister later on, and she, she'd travelled quite a bit, and she was like, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. That was quite fun. And that is Thailand. That is. Do you want to summarize? Uh, maybe, maybe. What, what was your favorite thing about Thailand? Maybe. Oh, the food and the north. I think going to Pai, and like just the random bits around the north is the best. Like there's still touristy spots, but the backpacker touristy mm. spots are much more fun than like Bangkok, Bangkok, Chiang Mai, and some of the islands where there's lots of groups of like lads' holidays and stuff, which was on some of the islands. So it was it's a bit fun. more chill. Yeah. So it was more chill and much more like adventurous going off on like scooters and stuff. So definitely go to north. Where you go then? That was a nice Bangkok. one. There you go. Bangkok. The travel Bangkok. segment done. Bangkok, Thailand. Right. Let's move on to the next segment, which is topic of the day. Are you boys ready for this? Yeah. Topic of the day is achievements. Damn. No. I've got a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, Dan's you do. Quite the this is where boy. I know. Uh, this yeah. is where Dan's going to do all his talking now. Mm, am I? I? I don't really like talking myself. Uh, talking about myself. Well, we'll what? ask questions, and oh, you'll have shit. to <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask questions. I'll answer the questions. I won't like go off on a spiel like, "Oh, I've achieved so much in my life." Well, who's the most famous person you've held a held a car door open for? Oh, you? that one. Of yeah. course. Right. Let's. <laughs> should we tell the story from the beginning? Okay. All right, well, the first thing we'll look at are, like, challenges, things like DV, NCS, cadets, that kind of thing, yeah. things we've all done. Uh, we're going to go through Dan's perspective first. So share, share some of your challenges and, like, achievements you've, you've made. I could go on for ages. No, <laughs> honestly, perfect. Laid on us. Right. Um, Where's, like, a good starting point? Maybe maybe cadets? STDs. <laughs> that is definitely an achievement. That's, yeah. He's got, got, like, STD bingo. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, cadets. Tell us yeah. all about cadets. Um, back, where do I begin? I, I mean, suppose from the start. We, we haven't really spoke about it so much. Like, I've, I've asked yeah. you about it in the past, but, like, we've never had, like, a proper in-depth conversation about it before. Because it's more like something you and Jamie speak about, because Jamie used to be in the cadets. Is that right? Yeah. Correcto. Yeah, I thought so. I used to be his leader. The I didn't realise you were oh. my age. Huh? Well, you weren't yeah. actually my because I don't think you got promoted until, like, the end, like... But you were like I was, I was like the the what's it called um, anointed leader for the I his superior. Well, da- Dan yeah. was basically that guy who had been there for years but never got promoted. So he was, <laughs> he was kind of, it was kind of like oh it's, it's a shame he hasn't been promoted yet. But then he mo- bad. I think like after after I left you moved up pretty quick. Cause when I left mm. you were you a corporal yet or no? I think you might have been. I might have been yeah. A corporal. I, I can't something like that. Um. Yeah, so cadets, uh, for those who don't know what cadets is, essentially in the UK um, and other countries, of course, they uh, the military have their own, like, cadet force, so they are... It's like the family. Hitler Youth, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hitler Youth of the UK, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that's how I remember it as, because I looked at Hitler, in, Hitler, Hitler Youth in history, so that's, like, my associate. <laughs> Probably not, like, a good way to look at cadets, but it's the way I look at it. Do continue. Yeah. So, so the RAF have... The Royal Air Force have air cadets. The Army have army cadets. You got police cadets. You got John St John's oh, ambulance yeah. cadets. Um, sea cadets. They were always like the the bottom of the pyramid. There was always like, like low conflicts, tier. conflicts between the different like the, the oh. army, air, and sea cadets. They're always like, uh, oh, who's the better cadets? It was always <laughs> army and. Uh, Air cadets like find each other, and then sea cadets were just like a level behind. <laughs> yeah. like, like, hey guys, we exist. Right, even, even though, <laughs> yeah. even they 
knew they were shit. Oh. <laughs> but we all knew the air cadets were kind of the best. It was Yeah, like, it was the most professional. Yeah. Right? The, the most disciplined. Best well. dressed. Kind of cool as well. It's in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like riding around a tank, crawling through bushes. You're doing that and you're flying. So. It's a bit more interesting. Yeah. I think it's, it's fair to, to say. Definitely, yeah. So um, I joined the Air Cadets September 2013 when I was Christ. 13. Seven oh, years ago. Little prepubescent dad. Uh, uh, <laughs> all those years ago. I remember my, my dad forced me uh, into oh, cause, uh, <laughs> that's, that's always nice. <laughs> yeah, because uh, essentially, like, uh, I've been growing up, like, struggling to make friends. So I'd always join, like, these clubs to try and make friends. Uh-huh. So I started off in beavers oh that's uh, like the lower porn cadets isn't it the younger people it's, it's like the yeah it's the, like the scout group it's like the ones that i swear my little brothers oh, I, I did that as well it's like beavers and cubs i did beavers stuff. cubs yeah i would have got to scouts but i gave up I, I did i went to two different um cubs organized yeah. uh, right. and I, it just wasn't for me and then uh, a couple years later my dad's mate um helps out at cadets uh, he's one of the staff main staff members, and uh, he was doing like um an introduction, like recruitment talk, and uh, we went to go and, went to go and visit him, so he could tell us about cadets. And mm. essentially, I was just there following my dad, <laughs> and my dad was talking to his mate about cadets, and I wasn't I wasn't listening really. I was just sort of. You just don't have that age, what like thirteen? Don't... Thirteen, yeah, I was a bit mentally retarded, like. <laughs> Uh, it is what it is though. Well, uh, yeah, but yeah, at the age of thirteen, I was, I was, I had the mental age of like a seven-year-old. Like I was, like, uh, what's it called? Um, James face yeah. right now. <laughs> I, was, I was very behind um, maturity, I guess. I don't know, like I don't age. know what the correct way of saying it. Yeah, is. that's that's the best way I think I can say it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, my dad really wanted me to get into cadets and. Um, I think like a couple nights after that, they uh, the cadets were parading, so they were we were um, getting together on a Tuesday or Thursday night, uh-huh. and uh, we went to go and visit, see what it's like, and um, yeah, on that night I joined cadets. Wow! I remember not really having much of a decision. L- little did you know, <laughs> well, little did you know what you had in store. Like you've exactly, had you've yeah. had quite the very you've had like quite the journey. It's been. A, huge journey like in terms of like all the friends you've made or what things you've done like yeah, sounds definitely. quite very incredible sadly that journey came to an end this year it was your final year wasn't it yeah so um you're a cadet up until you're 20 and then you you time out essentially and you get kicked out because you're too old to be a cadet mm. um, you've been in it from, from like the youngest possible age to the oldest is that correct can you join yeah so i was i was in it when the age the minimum age was 13 but now it's 12 Oh, right, we've dropped a bubble. So I missed out on a year, but I was there for a good seven years of my life. Well, you've been in it for as long as you could have been, right? As a, yeah, yeah, very productive seven years. A lot has changed. What rank did you get up to, Dan? How did that go? Oh, it went very well, thanks, mate. This, this ties into achievements very well. That yeah. was a nice segue, there. Oh, I, was, I was getting there. Come <laughs> on, Dan, tell, tell us how good you are. Tell us how good that is. <laughs> so good. Share <laughs> um, all. Yeah, so in the Air Cadets, you have five cadet ranks no four four cadet ranks so you start off as corporal uh you make your way to sergeant which is like you're in charge of the corporals and uh, if you're a corporal you're in charge of the cadets essentially you're like their 
their first point of contact to look after. Um, sergeants manage the corporals. Flight sergeants sort of manage the NCOs, well, the, yeah, the, uh, the corporals and the sergeants as a whole. And then you've got the cadet warrant officers, which are the usually over the over 18 cadets, but not many over 18 cadets make it that far because you have to be well known. In the organisation to but be like, considered uh, for it, like top dogs, top of the chain. Top dogs, yeah. yeah. Um, in Those... like my my um, my wing is called a wing, so that's it's like a squadron. Like, like yeah. yeah, so squadron is yeah. like the building with the group of cadets. We had, uh, I think it was we've had, yeah, we've had mixing numbers. So I think the max might have been like seventy cadets on our squadron. Okay, and a two story building. Um. In the wing, you have, I think we had 20, uh, 32 squadrons. And uh, in the wing, there was, I think, uh, 1,500 cadets total. That's all the cadets. Of which... I didn't even know that was many, that many cadets in yeah. the world. <laughs> um, of which, I think there was, at the time of me getting promoted to cadet warrant officer, there was, um, there was probably 10 to 15 cadet warrant officers. Okay, so when did you get promoted to like the, the top top role? Um, it wasn't too far uh, after me turning eighteen because when I eventually got promoted to corporal after three years of being a cadet, I <laughs> did progress quite quite fast through the ranks. It was and, worth uh, a wait then. And because of that, I was uh, I was like, I was quite noticed by the uh, yeah the officers in the wing, and they're the ones that sort of decide whether you're worthy to carry on and it's nice but like your patience didn't go like unnoticed it was like yeah you, you like, i put, off, I put a lot it. of effort into cadets i was yeah. constantly attending every little thing that they did they do like lots of courses engineering courses they uh they take you flying they have you been like, flying i've been flying four times so tell me about flying you've never told me about flying okay. before um, this is <laughs> this is an achievement yeah. if i've ever heard one so, you take me flying? No. <laughs> Why? So I'm not a pilot, okay? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you said just said you've done it. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you if you can find a plane, I'll fly it. I'll really? Try. Oh, I'll try. <laughs> challenge accepted. I'll make some calls. <laughs> Wingley, where you at? Wingley. You might want to spend all your money on these. Yeah, we, we book like a Wingley thing, but like yeah. we just ask the pilot, don't show up, just give us your plane. <laughs> You take off for us, we'll take it. We'll take control when you were in the air. <laughs> we'll put her back down gently, don't you worry. Tell me about flying, this sounds yeah, great. Yeah, so flying. Um, in the cadets, you have this thing called uh, AEF, which is Air Experience Flying. It's one of the main things they do in the air cadets. That's, oh, is that what like, makes it stand out? Stand out. Yeah, from the other cadets. the other cadets, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, um, it makes sense. Our, our local AEF place was in Cosford. So oh, the Cosford Museum Cosford. is, they've got the runway there. RAF. RAF, yeah, RAF Cosford. Yeah. And uh, they they take you up in a, a Grob Tutor, which is like a, a two-seater um, single-wing aircraft. Little babby plane. Yeah, a little, little rotor on the front. Um, yeah, first time I went flying, I was probably... I was probably 14, maybe. 14? How have we not spoke about this? I think, like, the first chance that I heard about, oh, shit, they do flying, I was like, put my name down for that. You got, Yeah, I mean, you can't say no to flying. Yeah. It's literally like... They take you up the plane for free. That's yeah. insane. But by that point, I'd heard a lot about the flying and 
what you could do when you went flying and if you've been multiple times you can do different things with the pilot um so yeah the first time i went flying they uh they took us up i had probably i think i got quite lucky they had a 30 minute flight for me okay usually they'd only do like 20 30 minutes maybe oh, like nice. 30 45 minutes fortunate in the air um so on your on your on your first flight um what they get you to do is they take off for you then they they sort of talk you through the different maneuvers and the stuff that you can do in the aircraft they start talking about all like the aeronautic stuff they they point out all the different um dials and what they do and what they mean are you only allowed to steer though or like yeah so uh... they they get you to take control of the aircraft and there's like different commands to tell them that oh, i'm taking control of the aircraft i'm okay. going to take control of the aircraft again so oh so is it like you know like uh, driving test cars was like two sets of stuff for people yeah yeah there okay is, yeah so you you could almost like um pretend you were flying and as they were flying you could feel like the joystick move and you could feel yeah. what they were doing okay. to control the aircraft and what the different maneuvers felt like. Um so they got me to just like hold the joystick for a bit and control the plane. I had to keep it level uh with the horizon above the dashboard. Mm. Oh so yeah, you, it's so like you a, were like a... at a constant height flying constantly and then yeah. uh, you had to make sure that you weren't tipped at all. So like, like not swaying. Yeah, not like turning. Um, yeah, so that that was my first flight. Uh, also, uh, I knew that you could ask to do aerobatics if they didn't offer already. What's that? So uh, it, they do like fancy flying stuff. Fancy like maneuvers. Maneuvers, yeah. Did you do some maneuvers? Then? Yeah, so uh, we were on our way back, and I was like, "Oh shit, we didn't do any uh, aerobatics." I'll, uh, I'll ask if we can do something. He was like, "Sure, yeah." I think that's why we stayed out a little bit longer. It's like, yeah, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> uh, it's like super chill. Fucking hell, yeah. I think the first maneuver we did a, a roll. Oh, did I? Does he operate these maneuvers? Yeah, he operates. Them. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, of course. Imagine uh, you go, going for like a cheeky barrel roll, <laughs> <laughs> like surprise maneuver. Tell you what, um, <laughs> after my fourth flight, I got to control you did. that as well. Yeah. Uh, okay, tell us one of the maneuvers you did first, and tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I think the first maneuver we did was like a barrel roll. So we uh, we rolled left. We rolled. We rolled. <laughs> we rolled <laughs> left. <laughs> So he, uh, he rolled us over upside down, left it upside down for a bit oh, and then nice. pulled it back over. So I think the maximum G-force that you felt, I think was three, three G. So they told you to brace your neck because you're wearing a, a massive helmet with a microphone. Um, so they told you to oh, brace course, your neck. Like, so... You have to speak each other through that it's too loud, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a little radio uh, communication thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was really good. Uh, as we were upside down, like, you're wearing this, like, hefty belt. It's, like, four different belts. You get one. a parachute as well, don't you? Yeah, you yeah, get a parachute a, as well. Oh, you get trained just in case. Just in case, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's so crazy. I remember that when they was like, wait, we have to wear a parachute. It goes wrong. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I, I suppose that's a skill that's good to have, knowing how to operate a parachute. Yeah, yeah. In case of emergencies. Yeah, so when we're upside down, you can just like you feel like your bottom come off the seat, and you just sat in the harness. Oh, like, floating. the only thing keeping you upright would be is uh, the harness. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you just like bonk your head off it. <laughs> <and> drop to <laughs> the. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when did you do the maneuver, and which one did you do? It was after, it was it was the fourth flight because I'd I'd been flying 
four times by then and uh, each time they sort of record how long you've been flying and what you were doing on each flight and uh, after a while they sort of like yeah you're competent you can hold the joystick <laughs> I like that I like that <laughs> fuck it you're competent take the wheel I'm going for a fag yeah, you got it yeah. <laughs> they, they, they talk you through it of course I'm like, going to have they, a sub they, don't mind me yeah they, they teach you how to do it they do it with you as well um, but it got to a point where I could do a a barrel roll yeah, nice it is a barrel roll yeah um, yeah so pull all the way down on the joystick you go up over the top a big loop back down loop. and then up to uh, back to back to normal again. A big loop to loop. Big loop to loop. I like yeah. that. Oh. It was uh, it was really good fun to. Uh, as if you could, fly, as if you could fly before you could drive the car. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what, why why got, why would you say you have a plane trip yet? <laughs> <laughs> this is silly. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I ever spoke about this. It's so cool. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just I don't know. Take it for granted because I've done it so many. It's times. like no big like, deal. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, Most air cadets get to go flying. We'll go back to uh, the achievement thing which you were talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, something you did recently, very, very important as a pilot cadet. Something with a door open, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that one. Uh-huh. I opened many doors. <laughs> because this is a big deal. Who was the most famous person you opened the door for? Okay, I'll, I'll get to that. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me give you the background. So, Come on, get, ha, let, let's have some foreplay, Jamie, yeah, okay? Te- tease us a little bit. <laughs> uh, How did you get into the <laughs> position that allowed you to open the door for people of high importance? Authority. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Without giving too much away, winky smiley face. Right, so um, basically, my last year in cadets, uh, I was a cadet warrant officer. I'd achieved most most things in the cadet. I've done most things and have uh, experienced most things multiple times. And uh, I, I sort of wanted to challenge myself further and see how far I could possibly get. That's so, such a good mindset to have. So it's I, very yes theory. Yeah, it's very yeah. That's very me. Always up for a challenge. So uh, there was this post that's only open, it's only available once a year. Um, in my wing, there's only two of them available. So essentially, it's um, <clears throat> you apply for it, you have an interview, and they basically decide who, very formal. who's the best. Yeah, mm. it's very formal. So they have, they have two, uh, I'm just going to say what it is, uh, Lord Lieutenant's cadets. So the Lord Lieutenant is the Queen's representative in a county in the UK. So I was in the county of West Midlands, which uh-huh. was under my wing of Staffordshire, and Staffordshire was another county, so they needed two Lord Lieutenant's cadets, one for Staffordshire, one for West Midlands. And because my squadron was based in West Midlands, but part of Staffordshire wing, I was the West Midlands Lord Lieutenant cadet. Yeah, West Midlands. That's better than Staffordshire. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think it sounds, they, it sounds bigger up, yeah, doesn't it? They they got more events, but yeah, my my events were really good. The title the title of that sounds more impressive. Yeah, the so, yeah, whole yeah. of the West Midlands. Yeah, if you haven't figured it out by now, I got I got the role. Way congratulations, <laughs> big man Dan. Should we order should we order champagne to buy himself? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. So um, I knew you had it in you. Yeah, started in April 2019 is when I was appointed the Lord Lieutenant Cadet. They have this super formal, um, almost like enrolment ceremony where the previous Lord Lieutenant for the previous year. They have to get, they have to get sacrificed. They, <laughs> <laughs> they get publicly yeah. executed. <laughs> 
They, they, is that they, not what happens? I thought that's what they happens. Like, they, they, yeah, they give up their role and pass it down to the next ones, which was me at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, so those that had just finished had to give like a two-minute speech in front of like lots of people, um, lots of, yeah, high-up people. Uh, the lieutenants, deputy the lieutenants, stuff like that. Um, All the big cadet names. high-end people, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got I got appointed for that. Uh, I did... You had, like, a, think, bit, a nice fancy uniform and everything as well. Yeah, I had, like, um, a proper, like, stereotypical RAF uniform with the coat and the, uh, the peak cap. Seeing you in it was weird, because, like, I don't know, because, like, I see you, I see you was, like, the same age as me, so when you were dressed up like that, you looked like a kid. You really old. Yeah. <laughs> no, the opposite. You looked like a kid in, like, your yeah. dad's clothes. <laughs> was, was, was it that big on me? I don't know. <laughs> it was quite a good fit. I, I, don't... I thought you could pull it off. You're, you could always pull I, off the oh, end of that uniform. I, I looked fucking <laughs> weird on me, but you could pull it off. I think I think that just because you're the same age as us, and I don't, it looked way too formal yeah. for someone our age to be wearing, So like, it's proper, like, military, like, Gear. It's a nice bit of kit. <laughs> nice bit of kit. Yeah. It's not like your average suits. I've, I've still got it yet, actually. Oh, uh, stole it. I've, I've, yeah, I was meant to give it back, but coronavirus. If he pisses on it, it then belongs to him. Do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you wear it at home sometimes and just look in the mirror? <laughs> Polish it all Start up and iron it. Just like, Start crying. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Salute yourself in the mirror. <laughs> I am the best. <laughs> Oh my god. Attention, cool. Mr. Pierce. <laughs> so the, so the way it worked, essentially like the um the organizers of like several different events that the Lord Lieutenants gets involved with. Uh they do church services for like um like Memorial Day, so yeah, Remembrance Day, V Day, Victory in Europe, um VJ Day, Victory in Japan, um that was recent, wasn't it, for us? Yeah, for us, that's only just passed, but I did the event last year. I thought I pointed that out. This isn't going to come out anywhere near the time yeah. of recording. I'm just, I'm just making chit-chat, yeah. making conversation. Uh, they did lots of church services, uh, for, yeah, different ceremonies. But, uh, I did, uh, what did you get up to? What, what's the ceremonies? getting to that! <laughs> doors did you open, Dan? I'm, no, really, I'm, really, I'm really eager for, like, the... So many doors. The, the blue balls has gone on long enough. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so, ready to climax. <laughs> yeah, so attending these events, I uh, I guess I just represented myself really well. I was quite chatty with some of the, the people, got to know them sort of thing, and got got really in there. In okay? there. Got really oh, in yeah. there. You got um, in there real good, yeah. So, yeah, all the staff team that organised the events, like, knew that I was um, reliable and I did a good job as a very professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they got me to do a royal visit. A royal visit. So oh wow! Whenever there's a royal, someone from the royal family comes down to the West Midlands. The little lieutenant and the little lieutenant's cadet has to be at the event with them mm-hmm. and sort of greet them and take them through and stuff like that. I have to just be there to represent. Um, so what was the purpose of the trip again? Why did they visit? So I did two royal visits. Um, the first one was Princess uh, Fuck. Princess Fuck. <laughs> Princess Leia. She, she, was, she must be Dutch or something. I don't know. Princess Fuck. Princess Fuck. I've got it written down. Good damn it. Fuck, she is old. Carry on. Yeah. So uh, I I had two royal visits 
during my time. Uh, first one was Princess Alexandra. I believe, if I remember this right, she's the cousin of the Queen. Oh, right. Um, she she came down to a, um, a hospice of, uh, like, terminally ill people. Oh, um, right, okay. She, yeah, she came down to almost, like, celebrate the opening of the hospice because it was, like, their anniversary. I think she was involved in when they opened up as well, so it was almost like, oh, a, right. like okay. an anniversary visit. Yeah, yeah. Just to see how things were going. And uh, I, I was there with the, uh, the deputy lieutenant, um, essentially just escorting around and holding her. <laughs> yeah, just a stalker, really. Yeah, just uh, being professional, following her around. Being a cadet sounds easy. <laughs> I, I was the only one in uniform, so it was good for the good for the his patience to see that. Yeah, well. good for the image. Good for the image, yeah. I was in a lot of Did photos. Did you feel like you stood out? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a lot of photos. I like standing uh, out in a crowd. For the work. media and stuff. Yeah. Just in the background behind the princess, Ooh. just like smiling at her. <laughs> was there pictures of you in like the newspaper and stuff? Or on I, d- I didn't see any in the newspaper, but it was definitely online somewhere. Oh, what about like uh, news programmes? Can I, can I say in this podcast featuring Dan the Celebrity? Or is that, is <laughs> I'm no? not a celebrity. All right. I well, I don't know. Dealer princess door ha- the princess door holder. Princess door holder. Princess door holder. <laughs> oh. So yeah, it, uh, she yeah came to the end of the visit and uh, almost just like a like a special treat for me, I guess. Uh, I got to open the door to her car as she got in. Um, As a special treat. Yeah, she was on her way. Like on the way to the car. Uh, I opened the door for her, and she sort of just stopped there. I was like, "Hello, young man," <laughs> in a posh royal oh. accent. Say, oh, madam, I'm far too young for you. Yeah, one bitch. No, she. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, she just started talking to me uh, about jokes. What, what do I do with my life? Um, oh my God, it got deep. It got deep quick. <laughs> got a whole conversation with the princess. Yeah, so, uh, got yeah. my dad involved as well because he was there driving me about, taking pictures for me and stuff. And uh, I got him to come over and say hello to the, the, the princess <laughs> as well. So it was worth it for him. Yeah. yeah. You made his day. Kicked her ass in the car and shut the door on her feet. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, now, all right, now, on your way, bitch. <laughs> I've had enough of it now. Yeah. Uh, you, like, flip off the car as she's driving off in the cool. mirror. Yeah. So that was the first royal visit. Second royal visit, even better. Which people oh. followed you hold the door open for? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you can't have that in there. <laughs> Oh, the views of Jamie do not represent the views of a Burn Friends podcast. There, now it's safe to keep in. Well, watch some documentaries. <laughs> change your mind. Hey, which one? If it is the right one. Yeah. Which one is uh, it? Which one is it? It's uh, Prince Charles. Oh, you're thinking of Andrew, I'm but one it, it doesn't sweat. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just assumed you thought they were all paedophiles. <laughs> no, Dan, you're but all lizards. Read the newspapers. Yes. Paedophile lizards. My God. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, Prince Charles. Prince Charles. Very big deal. Yeah. So tell the, us all about the it. event venue was a. A university, almost like, um, yeah, it was it was a university in Coventry that had uh, had been open for a little bit, but they they specialise in um, designing and making cars that are fully automatic, like autonomous, um, autonomous motorbile, uh, motorbiles or whatever. Oh, something like that. It sounds something like I very would, fancy. You know what? 
it sounds right. Like I'm not going to question it. Yeah. So um, yeah, on the on the uh, Prince Charles's arrival, I got to open the door again. Oh. He sort of just stepped right out. <laughs> and, no chit chat from him. Yeah. No. Uh, completely oblivious to me. Just went to shake the hand. Let's be honest. Know. It's pretty fucking senile. He probably didn't like. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, if it was anything <laughs> like Prince Andrew, he would have really said hello and made yeah. sure he made an impression. <laughs> oh, you look young. <laughs> Hello, handsome look, young man. You look like my type. Strokes your face. <laughs> nice uniform. Uh, what was that zipper done all there? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, I can't be laughing. Like I've had, I've had so many cups of water. I'm gonna piss myself, man. <laughs> uh, so no chit chat from Charles. No chit chat. I was kind of disappointed that he didn't shake my hand either. Um, oh, that cheeky bitch. Cheeky bitch. Yeah. Uh, again, I was in the background of a load of photos that was taken by the media. Uh, I got a few on my Instagram that I found so just like me with the car door and Prince Charles just like in front of the car door and I was just sort of smiling at him and he just <laughs> took no attention of me at all well wow. fucking bastard what a bellend so yeah the, the visit the, he was there um, who does he think he is I think he was there to award like the um, oh, some royal award I can't remember at the time um, but yeah he was, he was there to present an award Um for the, uh, the also it's all sonic yeah, the, the rum rums <laughs> yeah but uh, while he was there as well he, he got to go around well, we got to go around and the general place got a tour of most oh, things right. so they were showing us all their like latest projects and, oh so you got like, to go on a sweet pre-tour then yeah, yeah, just there escorting there was, him around oh fucking hell there's loads of cool cars um, oh really cars with like different types of like sensors and stuff there was a, a car that I was just fascinated by that was Basically, it mapped out the whole room, and as you were moving around the room, it could see you see on the screen like life signs. Almost like a bird's eye view of uh, the people walking around. So it's oh. it like if like a if like a squirrel got into the room, would it identify with squirrels like a living being? Not not as a living being, more as like a an object. Oh, that's fucked up. I'm, but, I'm all about my animal rights. <laughs> <laughs> it's used an object to sort of move out of the way. I guess. Yeah, no, that's that's some. Like, yeah, like high-tech tracking, lots of laser beams. You know, like uh, you know, like in like films when you see people go to science fairs and stuff, or like you see all these futuristic things and think that's not fucking real. Oh, it sounds like it sounds like that. It's like very to, futuristic. It's like a futuristic convention in a way. It sounds cool. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for flying cars, but automatic cars. Are <laughs> I'm kind of excited for flying cars. Yeah, <laughs> what a thing to say! That'll that. I just put my pilot's license to use. <laughs> that'll, that'll be cool and all, but man, this sensor was something oh. else. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, yeah, that was that was pretty much the day. He did like um, a talk on stage and made a few cringy jokes. And... No, but you had to laugh at it because he was going to tell And then. Uh, so. Yeah, then he fucked off in his car. Did you hold the door open when he got back in the car? I was meant to, but I wasn't told what I was doing, so I didn't get there early enough. So he had to open it himself? No, so he, oh, had, like a, God. he had like an escort. Um, oh, God forbid he had to open the car door for himself. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I bet people are coming for you now, Dan, for failing to open the door for I Charles know, himself. I disappointed my family. My family. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Papa. Dishonor my family. Oh, like your dad no. takes you aside. Cadets was for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky bastard. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, now, that is one hell of an achievement, if you ask me. Yeah, 
Nah, nah. <laughs> he hasn't met the queen it's no yet. Big deal. It's not my favorite. No, the queen. That's been next on your list. Yeah, no. You got. You got to meet the queen now. Before she dies. Before she. Fuck. <laughs> the clock's ticking down. Yeah. By so... the time this podcast comes out, she could be six feet under, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus affects a lot of people. <laughs> She's not in her prime. I'll say that. Can we talk about? Is this like what's that word when like you were talking about plotting against royalty? It feels like that. When you're plotting against the queen, it used to be like cream. The cream. <laughs> the cream. The cream of oh, England. I, I don't know. The, the, the Chinese Communist like Party, the, the CCP take it very seriously. It's like if anything goes against the government, you're in prison. Oh my god, what's it called? It's really going to bother me. Uh, uh, There's a word for it. Mm, that's, that's not wrong. It's not what I'm thinking of, though. Um, yeah, it's like it. you just like you betrayed your country. Yeah, fuck it, it's music. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, on top of that, you've done like a whole bunch of DAV stuff. Me and Jamie, we've also done DAV. I think DAV is going to be a separate like topic because I know I so, so much to do with DAV. I know so many people that have done it. We can talk about it by itself. Okay, uh, tell my, us a, tell us an achievement, Ryan. Well, what's one of your achievements? That Jamie, you've done? I'm glad you asked. My personally, my most Proudest achievement is when I ate that three-pound burrito and I won the t-shirt. Oh. Come on. You know me. I'm not, like, the biggest guy, right? Yeah, like, you're an extremely I, uh, thin guy. I, I, yourself skinny birthing up, really. I, uh, I like to think of myself as lightweight. Uh, like a feather. <laughs> like a feather, sure. I mean, a gust of wind would take me away. So when I... I, I literally trained, because I love burritos, and my favourite burrito place was doing this competition where if you eat this big three-pound burrito, you win a t-shirt. I was, like, so into that. When I trained, like, for two weeks to make sure I could finish this thing. Like, <laughs> like I was looking up tips, like, drinking drinking lots of water to, like, expand your stomach, eating more than you're usually used to, stuff like that. Yeah. Trying not to shit as much. <laughs> it's probably, like, not healthy for you, but, like, hey, I wanted that yeah. T-shirt. <laughs> but when the time came, I sat down with my burrito. I weighed three pounds full of meat and what all was, sorts what of What was, shit. like, the dimensions of the burrito? Because I'm imagining, like, some massive... Um, Burrito. Well, it's like it's honestly, like the burrito itself is normal size, just really long. Really long. Okay. It's like you know when you get burgers that stack. This is yeah, just yeah. burrito. It's like really long. <laughs> it was, was it like three of the large ones of like? Yeah, today? pretty much. Yeah. Then they were just filled with shit. Like the tortilla was ripping because of how filled they were. God, how much was it? Uh, to do the challenge itself, I can't remember. It might have been fifteen pounds <laughs> because you're obviously you're paying for free burritos. Yeah. But once you do it, oh, the t-shirt's free. Obviously, assuming you eat all of it. Have you still got the t-shirt? I still got it. I did it. Is it I still achieved fit? it. You need to. You need I mean, to I don't grow, Jamie. <laughs> it's, it's medium size. It <laughs> should still fit. I just don't tend to wear it because I don't want to ruin it. Oh. But I'm so proud of that t-shirt. It took me about two hours to finish. I had a shit in between. I had the meat sweats like a motherfucker. One that. Probably not the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm not going to be over dramatic, but man, definitely one of the proudest. Mm. And that's my achievement. Impressive, very impressive. Very impressive. Come on, Jamie. We'll end on one of your achievements. Oh, Something you're proud of. My, I'm so proud. I passed my mandatory first aid course. Yeah, oh. let's hear it. This sounds. This, well, uh, it, I don't think spoke it's of nothing too exciting. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> well, for like, work. My old one was out of date, and they put on a course for us, and I did my advanced. Uh, how what's it? first aid training and heart start course. So if I, my heart was to give out right now, you'd be able to restart my heart. I would. I would do the chest compression to bump, <laughs> bump, 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 staying alive. You'd staying alive. Right. Thirty yes. of those. Couple breaths. Smack <laughs> of the bump. You <laughs> 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 you'll be as you'll be as bright as rain. <laughs> 
Good You'll be good to go, Thalos. Jerk him off a bit, get his bar hit, again. <laughs> no, you want the blood to flow to my heart, not from it. <laughs> Do not distract me, sir. Oh. <laughs> Don't take advantage of me if my heart stops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan, you're looking a bit paralysed there. That's oh. a shame. <laughs> Let me give you the kiss of life. <laughs> All right, we kind of rushed it towards the end there, but I'm happy to call it there if you boys are. Happy to end it there, my boss, All right. man. There we go. Topic done. Uh, before I finish, do you guys want to shout out any social medias? JamieWF on the Instagram. Very good. Love the Insta. Again, I'm not a whore, so I'll, I'll stay out of that one. Wow, actually attacking me, my good friend Jamie. <laughs> very hurtful. Feels very bad. If you want to follow Burr and Friends on Twitter, it's just called Burr Friends Pages. You will find it, no problem. And that's it. Bam. Thank you for joining me, gentlemen. Goodbye. See <laughs> End recording.